Welcome to the opportunity for a personal spiritual growth experience with the Sue Curran Podcast, a podcast all about leading you into understanding the ways and heart of God. Pastor Sue shares from her decades of experience as a founding pastor, author, teacher, and world missionary. The goal is that you receive practical spiritual insights that you can apply to your life at home, church, and place of business. And now, your host, Dr. Sue Curran. Welcome back to the Sue Curran Podcast. Today, you are going to hear the second part of my conversation with our special guest. Now, you don't want to miss the first part of our conversation. So if you haven't listened to it, please pause the episode and go back now. And now, part two of my conversation with our special guest. Everybody can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, every born-again person, and can be a candidate to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. This is God's intention for the work of the Spirit in building His church. So it is not at all out of reach. It is exactly in reach, and it's what Jesus provided for us. In fact... Most people are not aware how full of the Holy Spirit they could be. (laughs) The scriptural word um, that is used is the measure. The, The scripture says that Jesus had the Spirit without measure. Or in other words, he was totally full of the Spirit. Isn't that amazing? Because the scripture also tells us that Jesus completely emptied himself. He emptied himself of everything he could have had and everything he could have been. And because he was empty, he made plenty of room then to be filled with the Holy Spirit without measure. And if we had other things that get in the way, out of our lives, then we could have the Spirit according to that measure. According to the measure as you have room for Him is how much He can fill you with. Jesus actually did the miracles that He did here on earth because He was full of the Holy Spirit. Are you aware of this? He didn't do those miracles because He was the Son of God. He did those miracles because he came to be a spirit-filled man and to be, that's what the incarnation is, and to be a man that could be so full of the Holy Spirit that it was without measure so that there was always enough of the Holy Spirit to do anything that the Father wanted him to do. The exciting news is that Jesus is the example of a spirit-filled man and how the Holy Spirit wants to fill us up and make us truly powerful because Jesus said that we would do the same things. I believe this is in Luke 14. You can find it in your Bible. That Jesus plan for us is that 
we would do the same things that he did when he was on this earth and even greater things. Now, that's really a lot for us to believe. That's going to take quite an increase in faith. Think about it. That we will do the same things that Jesus did on this earth when he was here. Only we'll do greater things. Because he will put us in the place where we have the Spirit of Christ, the glorified Spirit. He will make the Holy Spirit so available to us. If we'll now just begin to seek after him and find out what he has provided for us and then lay hold on it. Now, hopefully some of you are taking some notes. I hope you're teaching some of this. It could really help turn some people around if they could get hold of it. You could also have them listen to the podcast again with you. If you wanted them to get hold of it, and then you guys could begin to make a study of it and implement it in your lives. I want to give you this understanding that's really burned in my heart and became so clear to me. There's a man named Samuel Chadwick. I've known about him for a while, but recently I had a little time that I could do some study of his life. Samuel Chadwick was a teacher of Leonard Ravenhill, the great revivals in America and also in Wales and England. And Leonard Ravenhill was a great revivalist. You know, when we were in our revival, he was so kind to me. I would call him and talk to him about where we were, and, and he would give me input because the person who's a true revivalist wants everybody to be a part of what God's doing in his glorious kingdom. But Samuel Chadwick made a statement that instructs us how we're going to get and maintain this glorious power that he wants to give us. He said, and I'm quoting, it is for the church to explore the resources of the spirit. I think so many people have never, it has never even occurred or dawned on us uh, that there's exploring to be done. I mean, didn't somebody give us a number of lessons in this, especially back in the charismatic days when there are a lot of teachers suddenly started having conferences and we had teaching on this. We did, but it wasn't today. It wasn't what the Lord is now saying for the time that we're now living in, for the time on the other side of this pruning that we've been through. We said, I have your attention so thoroughly now. You remember that Jesus said, to his disciples, I have some more things that I want to teach you, but you can't bear them now, or you can't hear them now, or you won't really listen now. We'll have to admit, I certainly will. When I think back on there were times that I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't have listened if God had told me some of the things that he's telling me now, because I wasn't ready to hear it, not meaning I wasn't educated enough, meaning I hadn't had my flesh dealt with enough. 
But after we go through a few things or a few hundred things, then we just say any drop from the table of the Lord, any little crumb will be enough to get me through for a season. And then I want to have another crumb of feeding directly from his table because I'm so hungry. And I'm so thirsty. Just if if I could just have one drop of water from that healing river that flows from the throne of God, then I would know that I had had a true healing touch that no devil could deny. We find out how very much we need Him. Let me repeat this statement to you. Chadwick said, it is for the church to explore the resources of the Spirit. And I felt when I read those words, the Spirit said to me, that's your assignment. Now, that's what I want you to do for a season. I want you to explore the resources of the Spirit. Really? Yes. (laughs) Because I've been walking in the Spirit for so many years, and I've gone to a lot of nations and shared As much truth as God gave to me, I tried to share it with them. And the Lord said, as you grew, your growth was at one time like a little green apple. Apples go through that stage. And when you were a little green apple, you faithfully shared the things I showed you. But through Over a period of time, that apple grows and it comes to complete maturity and can even produce other apples. And so I have been faithful to watch over your life and to bring you into various things that will cause you to be able to share on a level that has more depth, breadth, and width than you had back when you were just a green apple. Because I took you through phases and stages that would open you up and enable you to teach more completely about the resources of the Spirit. You know, for example, the Spirit provided for the Son everything that He needed in His ministry on earth. Are you aware of this? Do we really know that Jesus just couldn't have done without the Spirit and completed what the Father said for him to do. The Scripture says he grew in wisdom and stature and guidance of the Spirit. And that his teaching was given to him by the Spirit. And his miracles were wrought in the power of the Spirit. The scripture says he even offered himself to God by the eternal spirit. And clearly the scripture says that it was the spirit. It was the spirit of God that brought again Jesus from the dead. I just love to preach on that. You know, Easter has always been my favorite day of the year. And I love to preach about how when it was time for Jesus to be raised from the dead, that the Holy Spirit crept into that dark tomb and merely touched and moved upon the 
pulseless, lifeless Son of God quickened him and caused him to live again. Resurrection power brought to Jesus through the work of the Holy Spirit. It's so amazing to think that the Spirit took care of that huge detail of all God had planned for Jesus to do while he's on this earth. He actually raised him from the dead. And you know, the scripture says in Romans 8, 11, but if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Christ Jesus from the dead shall quicken also your mortal bodies through the spirit that dwells in you. Let me just do a little short sermonette here for Christianettes. I just want to say, this is sure preachable that you have that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living in you. And he will quicken. That means make to come alive and energize your mortal body by that spirit that is dwelling in you. That's one of the most thrilling things I can think of. The same spirit that came into that tomb, that dark tomb, and just told God's son to live. Now lives in us. Oh, that is really something to just take a little bit of time and have a praise break over. What a wonderful, wonderful thought. That same spirit lives in us. This is the provision that Jesus made for us so that we will not fail. So the spirit dwells in the believer as he dwelt in the son. There's no other interpretation we put on such things as these. The first Corinthians six nineteen says, Know ye that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Don't take your body places the Holy Ghost doesn't want to go. He lives in you. First Corinthians six sixteen says that you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. I heard John Follett do a teaching on the, the Greek involved in this little statement here. I will dwell in them and walk in them. He said that doesn't mean walk in them like inside them or it doesn't mean walk into them or anything like that. It means walk around in them. I will just be living in them, moving, letting my movements be manifest in their movements. I will actually live out the life that I am given to live on this earth through you, a part of the temple of the living God. That is really a place to stop and shout again, I'm telling you. 
that is so absolutely tremendous to think about. You know, I'm I'm glad that we had had enough time today that I can get to something that I really want to teach because it doesn't take a long time. But if I don't mention this, I feel I leave out something very important for our understanding of the new day that Holy Spirit's bringing us into a new day now of knowing him, experiencing him. You just get ready for that. I want to talk to you for a minute about the communion of the Holy Ghost. There's several places in the scripture where the scripture, where it talks about, or it's almost like it's a blessing um, or a beginning or an ending, um, that the Holy Spirit is given to us that we might share with him and share with others, and we all share together. And and we are actually sort of given orders in the scripture that we continue in the communion of the Holy Spirit or in the fellowship of the Spirit. One of the places you can find this is Philippians 2.1, in the fellowship of the Spirit. And that word fellowship or communion, it means partnership, fellowship. It means that we are colleagues, comrades with the Spirit of God. We are partners in resources and those that share together in work and power. And it involves communication. Not as we understand the word communion is to receive the Eucharist, but communication. The Holy Spirit enters into fellowship and becomes to us as a colleague and a comrade and meeting us and placing at our disposal all the resources of his person and power. I just wouldn't have known that this could have been such a huge area to consider. You know, we're, we're talking about the instructions the Lord gave me uh, that I should explore the resources of the Holy Spirit because that's the next thing that he wants to give his church and reveal to them first and then give to them and let those things be a part of their empowerment because they now understand it in such a way that they can do it. This was <clears throat> revealed partly to me in our revival in 1980. We knew that the Holy Spirit was supposed to, was to reveal the things to come and guide us into all truth. We knew that out of John 16. And, uh, but we learned this, that as we gathered together to pray, which was very often for a while, it was every day. And then after that, for two years or so, it was very, very often. And so we entered into a communion with the Holy Spirit. We communed with him. He communed with us. And he would continue with him if we would not things if we would not do things that would quench the Holy Spirit, or if we would not do things that would 
offend him or grieve him. And so we learned not to do those things. And it was very important how we walked to keep that fellowship freely flowing between us. One of the most important things that he shared with us in this time of communion was what our next step would be, what he wanted us to do next. He unfolded the vision uh, that he had for us. And you know, he's doing that right now. He's unfolded a fresh vision to us right now. And we are, I don't have time on this podcast, but I'll be telling you about it. But uh, we are in the process of working with another person in the outside organization uh, to build a a community here, Uh, several acres that will be right here in the midst of our community. Going to be a very beautiful place where people can buy homes, live there. It'll have, you know, a little park and maybe little ponds and things like that. But it's it's built after a pattern. Uh, It's just almost like a dream. It's so beautiful how it's all laid out. And it's it's not work that we have to do. It's not money that we have to have to build it with. But it's just listening to the Holy Spirit and doing what he said for us to do. He's told us now to build this. And with the funds that we receive from selling uh, a little bit of our property in order for that to be built there, then we we can take some of that money and, and we're going to um, redo one of our buildings into a place for people to come here. Um, and stay overnight or for a few days while we while we teach things like uh, prayer and uh, worship and um, things about how to commune with the Holy Spirit and all of that. This is we're getting ready to embark on that right now. In fact, I saw the surveyors outside my window today already working on this. So this is coming together very quickly. Such Where did such a good idea come from? The Holy Spirit, through communing with him, shared with us his wonderful idea. Then he began to share with us his resources of how to do that and how to bring things together. And that's just one example. He is unfolding the vision. If we let the Holy Spirit continually unfold the vision to us. Yes, and we are we have just begun. We did this back with the course that I started that I taught a few months uh, back about um, Jesus building his church was the first course I taught for our new Bible school. Uh, and we're calling uh, that a harvest school because it's time to bring the harvest in and we know that it is. And we are just beginning that. Some of you know him. Some of you even took that course. Probably it's available. And so I just wanted to share these things with you to say. And I'll share a little bit more. But I, I did want to touch on this and to, and to say that some people don't understand. They think that prayer is only people getting together and having a list made out. 
and God bless this brother and heal that sister. Oh, it's so much deeper than that. Uh, we're praying into the nations uh, being evangelized and um, people going into the whole world and preaching the gospel and they're having everything that they need. We're praying in miracles, a miraculous provision for everything that will be needed for those things. And today, for example, just this morning, we had a wonderful prayer meeting um, where we prayed some for this particular thing that God wants us to do today. Now, this is why God spoke to my heart. You need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. You all do. You need to come alive again after a time of pruning, after baptisms of fire. Now you need fresh, fresh revelation, fresh baptisms and infillings of the Holy Spirit so that you will be empowered and anointed and have the revelation to take the next steps I've called you to. No, God doesn't at any point want his church to stop, never to go backwards, but always to be saying, what's next, Lord? What is the vision? What do you have to say to us for the next thing? And the Lord will, he will bring in various people that have a desire to pray with us about this, to work with us, to help serve in whatever gifts that God has given to them so that they can experience um, this relationship of fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit with us. His communing with us keeps us together in unity, also provides the understanding and the revelation and shows us how to pray for the things we need and gain them supernaturally. Oh, it's a very exciting thing. I've shared with, with people before that before I became a Christian, I thought life was not very exciting. I mean, I, I made the best I could with it because that's the way we live our lives, you know. But I thought there has to be more than this. And when I found out about being saved by wonderful Jesus and then being baptized in the Holy Spirit and then becoming a part of what he's doing in the earth, I thought, well, this is what God intended for us to have instead of being bored. Now, life has gotten so exciting and it's exciting because the Holy Spirit is revealing it to us as we go along and we are being receptive and responsive to it and being colleagues, fellow workers with him. And he is allowing us to tap into his resources. And it's a very wonderful, wonderful experience. So my desire for you is that you will pray, ask the Lord to baptize you afresh in his wonderful Holy Spirit. Open yourself up. Remember the first word. If, if you want to receive the Holy Spirit or more of the Holy Spirit is obey. In the book of Acts, when they said, well, what, are, what can we do that we can get this? And, and uh, the disciples clearly told them, you've got to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. So promise him your obedience. Ask him to fill you 
then be led by him. Allow him to take over your life. And there's going to come more and more fresh teaching that's going to show us both how to receive from him and how to walk in that path uh, once he puts us in our place and our position as to where he wants us to go. I'll be praying with you. And please do me the favor, would you, of praying for me. And I just want to say to you that you can go back and and get any of the podcasts that we keep them there on sukaran.com. And uh, you can go back and I think we started with one with Roland and Heidi Baker that's so interesting. You could go back and catch up on them if you haven't heard them. Be sure and take the time to register. Put your email address on there. And then that way you will get a letter in advance to tell you oh, who my guests will be and what the plan is. And uh, I'd like for you to become a part of this and to listen to the podcast every week uh, so that the same things that the Lord's going to be teaching us, then we'll be sharing those with you. And just pray for God's richest blessing on your life. And I want to ask, will you do me the favor of also undergirding me with prayer because I really desire and covet your prayers. Be blessed in Jesus' name. You've been listening to the Sue Curran Podcast. Join us next time as Dr. Curran shares more insights through interviews and teachings geared to help you grow in your relationship with the true and living God and function in a more productive and powerful way.